I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose. And what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, I'm joined by the executive editor of Amar Chitra Katha, Reena I. Puri. Stay tuned. Okay, so hear me out. When it comes to nostalgia and how it informs me, I'm pretty irrational as I revert back to super fun memories and things that just bring me comfort. And speaking of comfort, thanks so much for listening to the show, sharing it with your friends, subscribing to the podcast, and for following on social media at Dr. Abhaydarnika. So nostalgia can be powerful, but it's interesting to see how it evolves for each individual and helps define what's classic in a contemporary world. Now, I'm truly a disciple, I'm not kidding, of the beloved Amar Katha comics, an Indian household name that's synonymous with storytelling of so many cultural epics, mythology, history, literature, folk tales, and more. And these comic books gratefully flowed actively in my house and in likely the houses of many others. I mean, even now, my wife and I will argue about the correctness of a story, referring back to the ACK issue and title as the True North Gold Standard Source. So it was a real honor and a joy to talk to Rina Aipuri about all of this. She's the executive editor of Amar Chitra Katha, which was founded in 1967 by Mr. Anant Pai, who served as her mentor. Rina had a seasoned background in journalism and publishing, and first joined as the associate editor for their Tinkle series. She's incredibly passionate about storytelling for children and a champion for using comics to convey inspiration and education. She's now been the executive editor since 2008, and she's helped shepherd the storytelling enterprise as both a print and digital mainstay. We caught up to chat about it all, and we started talking about how Amar Katha has evolved within the recent pandemic culture. Yes, I mean, when the when the lockdown started, we were a little worried because uh, our prof- my profession is dealing with children, is connecting with children, and we would go to schools, we talk to them, or we have, you know, gatherings, storytelling sessions, and we were meeting children physically, and suddenly all that stopped. But surprisingly, the pandemic opened another avenue, and we realized that children were going for online classes. So they were getting familiar with Zoom, they were getting familiar with Google Meet and things like that. And that opened a different uh, you know, uh, platform altogether. And we've connected with more, pe- more children during the pandemic, actually, than we would have otherwise. We have a, we've uh, sort of you know, developed a digital platform yeah. where we reach across to children. You know, uh, we've developed our apps. So it's, it's in fact been a positive one year where we've connected with more children than I think we ever have. Is that somewhat different? I mean, of course, the nostalgia for someone like me and even my own kids is that the the paper feel of the comic book is there. Now that the balance of that, of course, is the reaches to so many more children, so many more families through the digital version. Is, is there a palpable difference between the two that you notice or that people have reflected on when, when you hear from them directly? Well, people still want the physical copy. Yeah. You know, whenever we put up a comic on the app, they say, when are we going to get it in print? We want to have the copy. We want to own a copy. It's not just having it downloaded on a gadget, but we'd like to hold the copy. So what has happened is that we have reached out to many more children and many more parents. And those parents and children have now started following us. 
And now that the pandemic is easing off, at least the lockdown is easing off. I don't know yeah. about the pandemic, but uh, you know the, the print business is picking up again. Yeah, yeah. The print uh, business is doing better than the digital business almost. You right. know, like it's all caught up. It's caught up, and it is now going to over. Uh, you know, take the digital platform. So I am personally very happy with that because yes, I am like you. I need my book. I need to hold it. Yeah, right. and uh, I think. I think young parents do too are there. Yeah. You know, young parents are looking for physical books. They don't want children on the gadgets all the time. They think that screen time should be restricted and they should be holding books. So we're getting a positive response about that as well. And, and I'm curious about this. You know, so much of Amajitra Tinkle, the entire experience is built upon nostalgia. What do you think for kids and families in this current era? pandemic and, and even not in the last two years or so, what do you think they will be perhaps nostalgic about in the future, looking back on this time, uh, especially as it relates to comics or even children's yes. uh, print materials? That's true. Now, comics have picked up a lot. You know, comics are no longer uh, sort of, you know, poo-pooed. And, and like when I was growing up and I was hiding my Batman and Superman in my big atlas and reading them, you know, yeah. we had to do that. But today, uh, parents are encouraging their children to pick up comics because comics, they realized, can, can spread a message much better than just plain text. Yeah. There are pictures which, you know, attract children and a child who is not a reader also will pick up a comic. We really base so much of what we are no, nostalgia. nostalgia. And, and I'm just curious yeah. what you think perhaps uh, the parents and children who've sustained this kind of digital transformation, what they will yes. be nostalgic about in the future, uh, especially reflecting back on these kind of very interesting times that we're in. Yes. So uh, what we have done is that uh, we want to be relevant. Yeah. And if we keep, uh, you know, bringing up uh, stories from the past, of course, that is where we are. We do talk about our heritage and we continue to talk about that. There are millions of stories still to be told. Yeah. But we would also like to pick up topics that are relevant today. Yeah. So that means, you know, uh, gender comics, you know, which talk about women and their achievements. Comics which will talk about uh, the social environment, about, say, wildlife, about sports, uh, arts. Those are more relevant today and children are getting more and more interested in these topics. So yes. we are picking up topics that are more relevant to children today. And I hope they look back and they see this time as a time when we were supporting the girl child. We were supporting women achievers. We were talking about people who were not seen and who are not seen in textbooks at all. So recently we brought out a comic called uh, Women Path Breakers. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I don't know if you've seen this copy, but it's about women who uh, actually broke a lot of rules. You know, yeah. they broke a lot of uh, tradition. And because of them, I can sit here today and talk to you or I can be, you know, confident about myself. And a lot of women in India today can step out and do the things that they want to do. Yeah. But these women are not mentioned anywhere. Right. They're not mentioned in textbooks, they're not mentioned in, even in storybooks, but people are coming up with their stories today. So I feel that these kind of subjects, especially uh, women and also social change makers, people who have had a big hand in changing the way society was, has been, and sometimes is still. 
you of know course. and uh, those are the people who are really brave or really courageous who come out and do things uh, which the world you know they they frowned upon or they even abused for it so we want to we want to you know talk about them we want to tell the children that doing something like this is courageous it's brave and it is relevant and it is good just this divai amarjitra katha released the freedom struggle volume 1 and it featured uh, yes. kasturba gandhi and suchita kripalani you know and yes. and the other women change makers that you're right. you, you mentioned as well it, it seems reflective of this kind of sea change yes. especially with amplifying past and present stories and other untold stories about women about those who may have been marginalized does this sea change maybe represent a shift for you and amarjitra katha as a nod to what contemporary storytelling should be or is it rather a nod to what contemporary audiences want how do you balance the the two together well a lot of our readers are actually uh, you know above the age of 18 yeah i i find that uh, the the largest group is the 35 year old sure it's very strange but you know though, and uh, and if you see female and male it's the it's the men who are reading amar chitra katha more than the women actually right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is relevant the way we put the stories across but we are still writing for children yeah so we keep it simple we keep it uh, as brief as possible the text and we try to reach out to the younger generation but uh, but uh, the style of storytelling is appreciated by the older generation it is appreciated by the adult and they are reading this also so we have to maintain a balance between that audience and writing for children yes. so we pick up topics that would be relevant to both that would be interesting to both because these 35 year olds are also parents to young children yeah so they have they have certain things in their mind that my child needs to know this or needs to know that so i have a lot of letters coming in telling me that why don't you write about this or why don't you write about that and they give sure. suggestions So I do take those suggestions and I do work on them as well. Well, and I imagine as an as an editor trying to then throw in how you frame the classic mythology stories and those stories that yes. have not been told that are part of our history and seeing them and realizing them maybe from a different lens or even revisiting them. I imagine that as an editor you have to kind of craft all this together and and shape what this like you said this gen- new generation of of readers will be nostalgic yes. for in the future perhaps you know we've always uh, had this criticism uh, leveled at us that we keep the devas fair and we keep the asuras dark right you know in our old comics we so good is white and good is fair and the uh, and evil is portrayed as dark so i always tell the reader that see this was at a time when that kind of a norm was accepted okay it was even the, the witch had to be ugly and the princess had to be beautiful but today that is changing a person who doesn't have wonderful looks isn't necessarily a bad person or a person who's dark is an asura and if you read valmiki's ramayan he describes ravan as a very handsome a very uh, scholarly you know a well built warrior yeah. so you know we started we started now representing uh everyone in various indian hues okay it could be different shades of brown some people could be fair some people could be dark but yeah. a, a, an asura army could have fair and dark and so could the devas and also the way women were portrayed 
like a comic on let's say padmini yeah you know glorifying something like sati yeah so we would like to stay away from that and yeah. say that okay sati has been banned and even if we mention it somewhere because it's part of a story we do say that it is no longer prevalent and it is banned Sure. in india and it's not a good thing or child marriage like what all these women have been fighting against yes. child marriage is today banned in india so we bring out those children's rights we bring out uh, you know relevant discussions when we are writing these comments today do you find that as much as it's so welcome and celebrated that these kinds of changes are happening when we narrate these stories do you find that uh, there are barriers to making those changes is there a uh, audience that is in fact upset when when something like that happens yes of course there will always be yeah in in our kind of uh, work there will always be somebody who says what are you writing about this man is not a hero right. you cannot praise so and so emperor he's done nothing he's only you know raised down our buildings our monuments and uh, he's done nothing good but we tell them that we are representing history as we know it yeah. from as authentic a source as possible so i feel i am very clear in my head that my country is a secular country yeah. my country is inclusive of everyone and amar chitrakatha as started by anand pai was meant to be that was yeah. meant to be secular was meant to be inclusive was meant for every child of india i mean if my mythology is a, but you know more hindu the uh, belonging to the hindu religion every other religion can read it because it is the stories are not just for hindus you know therefore every yeah. therefore every indian yeah. and like greek mythology or any other mythology therefore the world to read of course so why stop a child uh, a christian child from reading a story of ram if he wants yeah. to read it let him read it yeah you know so why prohibit it like so keep it open keep it inclusive and include everyone with my lens i do not see religion i just see children and i see the country as it is i wonder if at some point nostalgia and rigidity becomes a barrier to innovation and storytelling that again is is inclusive and in an audience or in a a group of consumers who are are taking amarchitragata and tinkle and some of the stories that you're trying to share how do you perhaps get beyond that and in some ways eliminate that from being a a decelerator of this kind of storytelling of course there are always uh, people who will criticize and uh, yeah. who will troll us so to say right. but i think uh, we're prepared for that yeah and uh, yes uh, and uh, i don't take pick up a fight for nothing yeah i just defend what i have decided to write the the topics that i have chosen so far it could be about meher bai tata it could be about uh, you know some uh, manik prabhu a philosopher or anyone these are topics that i feel the stories are good for the children so now we are in fact we are working with tribal mythology mm. yes so i am getting various uh, versions of the ramayana right so in some lakshman is the hero in some ravan is the hero in some sita is the main person she is the person who kills ravan yeah. so there will always be people who say that why do you why have you put the story it is not the correct story so yes. all i say is that these are stories written years ago by the people of our country and i am just telling you these stories you you accept it if you want to you reject it as you want to i mean that's what anand pai used to say that we need yeah. to tell the children this heritage our stories from our heritage you give it to them 
Now, whether they accept it or reject it, it's, it's there, it's on them. But we have to give it to them so that they know these, these are present, these are relevant, and these are, you know, these are the stories. After that, you can throw them out of your house, you can throw them out of your mind, it doesn't matter. To get to that point must require a fair amount of confidence and uh, in some ways, trust in yourself, in your staff, in, in the ability to do the right thing. Tell me, what, what's it like to be an animated comic book art storyteller in India in 2021 right now? I think it's the best thing to be in. I mean, I've enjoyed, I mean, I've been with Tamarsitukata for 30 years now. Yeah. It's been a long, long haul. And uh, I feel I get even more and more involved today. Every day is a new day up here. There are new stories, there are new thoughts, there are new people I'm meeting. I mean, I've met you and you know, I'm getting your ideas. So uh, every day is a bit of a growth and yeah. I grow with it. And uh, Mr. Pai also, I keep going back to Anand Pai, but you know, his idea was to build self-esteem and self-confidence in children right. by telling them the stories of the past. So he said that the, the deeper the roots of the tree, the stronger the tree is. So if I know my roots, if I know my heritage, I will be confident in myself. Mm -hmm. And some of it has rubbed off on me, I think. So <laughs> that, that self-esteem that you wanted in the kids, I have also imbibed that. And I feel that what we're doing, there is, I think it is perfect. I think it is fine. And I think it is right. Has your experiences so far built up also the confidence and the ability for you to now, uh, in some ways, mentor others? when they are telling stories, when they are trying to amplify certain voices. How is that? Uh, yes. Maybe you can reflect on that for a second. Right. So I'd like to talk about my team here. You know, my, yeah. I've had, I have sort of looked after quite a few teams while I was with Tinker in Amachitra Katha. And I've had the most wonderful people working for me. And uh, today, like I am 64, my team uh, is in their 30s and 20s. Yeah. So there's a big generation gap there, all right? Sure. But, you know, they and their ideas are simply wonderful. They are so relevant. They are the ones who reflect today's thought process. I may still be a little bit in the past, but with them, I, I stay, you know, in their world. And yeah. therefore, they mentor me and I mentor them. I tell them the art of storytelling. Okay, I tell them how to connect with children and they tell me what the kids want to know what the right. kids want to read. So they have children of their own. So they know they are in touch with, you know, that age group. So it's a very good symbiosis, I feel, that sure. I mentor them in my way, you know, and, and they all sort of uh, look at me as one fossil, I think, one dinosaur <laughs> from the past. But, but there's a lot of respect and there's a lot of love and we're a very close-knit team. I'm curious about one thing you mentioned, which is your contributions maybe to this group of colleagues. <laughs> is really the experience and the knowledge of the art of storytelling. Is it such that a generation that is now here and the generations to come, because there's so many different ways to tell stories, whether that's through art and, and comics, whether that's through digital medium, whether it's through TikTok, because of the different varieties of, of those mechanisms of storytelling, is it such that the art of storytelling is difficult? maybe to really master and therefore it requires someone with your background, your experience to be able to do that? I think a natural storyteller 
will bring her talent into it. Mm. So um, the, the people I have in my team, I feel they are very natural storytellers, and they they have it in them, and I really do don't have to you know teach them what to say i just sometimes i tell them just go slow a bit or yeah. use a simpler word but that's about it they're sure. actual storytellers and they do it but the the fact that stories themselves are immortal like from cave paintings down to digital platforms today it is the story that is important yeah. not the meeting you know because children will children reach out to anything that is a story that story is the oldest form of just just conveying a message or conveying a thought or keeping the attention of someone you know even if you take up a folklore you have to go back to that stage from where the folklore came study the background study the costume study the food study the houses study the scenery so that the children don't just pick up the story they pick up a whole lot of things about that location could be rajasthan yeah. it could be himachal pradesh but they do that so the art of storytelling remains the same but yes we adapted to different platforms because you mentioned amar chitrakatha continues to evolve and stay relevant and be attractive not just to the south asian uh, community in india but of course in in you know in the global stage especially when there are so many other options and and choices uh, that are out there for the most part for you how do you continue to stay relevant especially to children is there a strategy to this is there something other than the content or is it purely from picking the right stories to tell that might resonate have there been choices of those stories that you you know have said wow boy that that really didn't do very well <laughs> no no there will be there will be like that and in fact in the past we've had stories which have picked up now Yeah. Okay. So something maybe on Dhyan Chand, the sports, uh, the hockey wizard. When we released it in the beginning, and it was a big release and all, it it didn't really pick up too well. But over the years, we've noticed the children are picking up because sports is gaining more attention. You know, yeah. uh, people are getting interested in something more than cricket. There are <laughs> other sports in the world. You know, so yeah. so there are some titles which, when we have set set out uh, to you know print them, have not done well, but have subsequently picked up. Yeah. Uh you know I was born way back and so in the 60s we didn't see Amar Chitrakatha at all so I never read Amar Chitrakatha but my children my boys started reading Tinker and I used to just watch them borrow and you know and I never really paid attention to it but when I applied for this job and I got the job here in this uh, with Tinker and I got a job in the newspaper and I was just reflecting at home that you know what should I take should it be you know this uh, newspaper or should I take tinkle and my kids were so excited they said ma you yeah. have to take tinkle yeah yeah you know it cannot be that you don't take tinkle tinkle is a fantastic comic and I was so happy seeing there you know joy that I immediately joined I said yes mr pai i'm coming <laughs> be assistant editor with tinkle so it was the children's choice actually it's through them that I joined tinkle and amar chitrakatha but it's been fun You know, and for you as a woman, as an executive editor uh, in a creative industry, where again there are so many new innovations and and also established uh, industry, you know, infrastructure. Um, what are some of your own maybe lessons that you've learned along the way uh, in this role that that inform your work now going forward? Meaning that that your these lessons have. In some ways, designed uh, your pathway forward to say, "Here's here's the things that we must do in the forthcoming years to continue to improve the product and just continue to improve 
on uh, our mission. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's so many, so much that I've learned from my editor, my founder editor, Anand Pai. And uh, those uh, guidelines, those the, the way he taught me to look at a comic or to read, uh, you know, a script, that still, you know, continues with me. And I teach my team that, you know, how to how to look at a script, how to read a script, how to edit a script. Uh, but the the new kind of technology, the younger the younger ones are the ones who are comfortable with it. I belong to the manual period, you know, where we did everything by hand. We used to right. type out our scripts, and coloring was done from a twenty six you know color palette, and everything was drawn by hand, illustrated by hand. But the but the format of checking a comic remains the same. Yeah. But the work is much faster because of technology. Yeah. And and the and the and the team picks it up very well, and they teach me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so when I, I want to know something about Photoshop or Adobe or something that they, they're the ones who tell me and I tell them how to look at a story, how to look at an artwork, how to what to think when you're you know considering a story. So it's a, again, it's a two way uh, stream. Well, so in, in that way, how does being humble and maybe being empathetic uh, and developing an empathy, how has that helped you to be an, a more effective leader? I think it uh, comes it comes naturally away. I mean, uh, I know I'm not good at everything, yeah. and I know I have to learn. And uh, the younger ones are, you know, like they're really smart and they're really keyed into today's processes. And I know that I'm keyed into the basic storytelling technique. So um, it's normal. I think it's it's just uh, it's a natural flow. You know, we all learn from each other. And I'm still learning today. There's so many things to learn. And, you know, people I meet say, wow, you do this on the computer and you that, do that on the computer, you know, my own uh, age, my peer group. Yeah. So I say, yeah, I mean, I don't have an option. I've got this team <laughs> yelling down my throat saying, hello, do it, do it. You know, we edit it this way or we're going to check it this way. So I have to learn and I'm happy to learn. And at the same time, there is a wonderful response from them. Well, and I wonder, is that the secret to the success, which is this voracious appetite for learning and being a lifelong learner and having that humility, having that empathy, do you feel like it, that is the secret that makes for a good product? Absolutely. 100%. We're always learning. We're always seeking. There's always a better way to do something. There's, there's something to learn from everyone. You know, you, you are just not complete in yourself. I mean, I can learn from anybody, anything. My, you know, it, it could be my pets. It could be the people around me. It could be my kids. It could be the kids I'm dealing with at work, the workplace. Learning is the key to, I think, a successful product. Because if you if you see think that you know everything, I think you've blocked the path. Yeah. Then you will not grow. If a child or a a child of any age, let's say, <laughs> is perhaps yeah. uh, picking up a Amar Shitrakata publication for the first time and they've finished reading it whatever the title was whatever uh, it was that they just uh, appreciated and enjoyed and read what do you hope they will feel at the end when they close that that book how do you hope they will walk away from having just read an amarchitakatha publication so what I want a child, there could be different reactions from a child. One is that he has picked up the comic because he finds the pictures exciting. He finds the pictures colorful. 
and he goes flips through the pictures. I'm happy that he's done that because next time he picks it up, he may read a word or two. For the child who's read the story, I'm so glad that he did it because he's you know he's read my story, he's seen the pictures, and he has read the whole book. He hasn't left it midway. That tells me that my story was you know captivating enough for him to sit and read the whole thing. And the last thing I would take, I would like him to take away is that when we choose a story, there is always a hidden message in the story. There is something that we want to tell the child. I wouldn't say a moral. You could, I mean, you can call it a moral, but moral seems to be a dirty word these days. I don't know the moment I say moral, people react. But it, it's just a message, you know, telling them that you know how it, how to be a better person how to be a more empathetic person, how to be a more inclusive person, how to be a more considerate person, there will be a small message in that story. So if he has managed to get that, that is my greatest reward. But I'm not going to throw it in his face. I'm happy if he just sees the pictures and reads the story and says, well, it's fine. <laughs> well, Rina, I know I can speak uh, for myself, but I'm sure I'm speaking for many, many others. You know, I'm a better person for all the Amashtrikata that I've read. And I'm so grateful that you joined us for a conversation. What a treat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a joy to talk to you. And it's been really lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Rina. And please visit amarchitrakatha.com for more. For me, it all starts with a big thank you to my friend Hemant Gaini for always having that big stack of ACK comics at your house back in the day. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dandekar. This is Shiksha Meitani, a.k.a. Bali Girl. Listen to Ruckus Avenue Radio at dashradio.com and download the Dash Radio app for complete access 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to our station.